We're back. Follow the end. Woo! That's lovely. Thank you. We're back. We are back. Back again. Again, again. Good to see your face, face. It is good to see your face. Even if it's like no mask over it. This is great. I I know, right? Look, I have a bottom. Yeah. It's not just like one of those creepy jaws, like the um, <laughs> the clown guy from the freak show season of American Horror Story. Oh, yeah. When we took it off, it's just like shotgun face. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are we are not together in the same room. We are Sadly. Zoom meeting this. So, but it means that neither one of us has to wear masks. So. Yeah. I mean, well, if we had bought a giant farmhouse in the middle of Fuxville. Oh, disclaimer. Hey, um, this podcast is not for the faint of heart, easily offended, or anyone that, like my grandma, would tell me to stop cursing because it's not ladylike. So, yeah. Fuck that. Also, this is fanfic fantastic. (gasps) I'm Ashley. I'm Sarah. Yeah. Yeah. And we're in (laughs) quarantine. All over my face. I'm sorry. That's totally fine. Yeah, but if we bought a giant like farmhouse in the middle of like Foxville, then we could all be quarantined together mm-hmm. and in the same place. But we didn't, so we have to do this yeah. via technology. Yeah, that's okay though. I mean, I'm glad the technology exists. Yeah, one day we'll figure it out in a much more effective manner. But you know, shit. By that point, we'll hopefully be able to actually see each other in person. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know why Skype didn't text me back. Who the fuck knows? But yeah, because we still have Nita Jaws game night. I know. It's literally sitting next to me. I know. I have the shining board game sitting next to me, mocking me. <laughs> Fuck. Man, everybody needs to wear their fucking masks so we can go back to normal eventually. But hey, we're not third anymore. We're now fourth. Thanks, Arizona. <laughs> um, where's Florida? Is Florida one? Uh, yeah, I think so. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So, should we talk about things? Do you have anything exciting to report? I don't. I made, <laughs> oh, I did know. I do. I um, got bored and made peach cinnamon infused sake. So, it is currently oh. infusing in my fridge. That sounds interesting. Uh, yeah, hopefully it's going to be not disgusting. <laughs> I, I, I'm not a fan of sake, so I'm going to say that all, all of it's disgusting. But yours sounds way less disgusting than everybody else's sake. Yeah. Well, the husband drank it and was like, is it supposed to just taste like dishwater? And oh. so I'm infusing it to see if we can get some flavors that aren't dishwater into it. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. It's an experiment. That's fun. I hope it goes happens. Uh, do I have anything to report? Because if you don't, I'm going to talk about Florida. Not that I'm willing to share with the listeners. All righty. <laughs> you're secretly a unicorn. All right. So I, I have a... I thought you were going to say eunuch. I was like, well... Oh, no. I mean, that's no. private. <laughs> I'll that. Um, so I have or a story. Sarah. I have a story for you out of Florida that I've been saving <laughs> to talk to you about. Okay. That yeah. I'm sure you've heard about. But if you haven't, whatever. Fuck it. I'm going to talk about it anyway. Sweet. All right, so the headline is, Florida jogger finds decomposing human head on the side of the road. (laughs) No, I had not heard this one. (laughs) We, all right. So um, a woman out for a run in St. Petersburg 
came okay. across a decomposing human head on the side of the road on, according to police. This happened at the beginning of this month. So like last week. Okay. Yes. Um, so she just came up on, like it was a head, just chilling, rotting. So cops then had to, you know, search the woods next to the stretch of land where she came across the severed head. Oh, Jesus. Um, asking, you know, if anyone has seen anything suspicious that would lead up to said just head chilling on the side of the road. Um, because it was super decomposed, they don't know how old it is, if it's a man or a woman, you know, anything about it. Bad. Um, so they believe it occurred 48 hours before the jogger came across it because she apparently had jogged there like three or four days previously and had not come across a severed head. Not seen a severed head? Yes. So, so that's fun. So <laughs> this is why we don't exercise. This is why we don't exercise. Jogging leads to you finding severed human heads on yep. the side of the road. It's, a, it's proven. Mm-hmm. And I live next door to a cemetery, so it's true. Yeah, I don't know. They're gonna be anywhere. They'd be near your house, right? I've watched the episode of CSI where they just like ditch all the bodies, you know, like two blocks away, so they can save money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's it's true. You know, exercise could lead to severed heads. Do you remember a few years ago when those hikers that were hiking um up in Griffith Park near the Hollywood sign? when they found the head of the guy. Do you remember oh, yeah. that? See, mm-hmm. so it, there's a precedent for exercise and finding severed heads. Right. So in continued stay the fuck home news, <laughs> this is the stay the fuck home section of um, our podcast today. I couldn't uh, tell. We stand in the stay the fuck home group of right stay the fuck home please and thank you hey wear your mask and stay the fuck home group of people indeedly all right so you don't like that go listen to somebody else yeah truth um they probably have better sound quality and like fancy shit anyway but whatever lies that's that's so cool no one will have a better intro than us though so it's fine i'm sorry go ahead okay so um, again, stay the fuck home because two teens, sorry, I don't know how many teens, who are out shooting TikTok videos. I know this year, <laughs> Yeah. Who, again, should have been staying the fuck the home. Fuck. Um, came across two people who had been shot days earlier. So, yeah, in Seattle, um, they were out shooting their TikTok videos. Mm-hmm. And they found the bodies of two people who had been shot and killed, stuffed in bags on a beach in Seattle. Yep. Mm-hmm. So they called 911 and then posted the TikTok. Sure. I mean, you yeah. got to do it for the gram. Right? Well, for the talk, would it be? For the, for the talk, yeah, for the yeah. talk. It's not for the gram. Um, so the video wasn't posted till the next day, but the, the officer... <laughs> from Seattle PD says, quote, we're glad the video's out there. We spoke to people involved and corroborated some of the information. They found the bag on the beach. It smelled. They called 911. Have you you watched the TikTok video of it? Uh, Yeah, 100%. It's like, you can see their innocence. They're like, maybe it's a bag of money. 
And then like, it's never a bag of money. Guys. Never a bag of money. Okay. <laughs> it's never a mannequin. It's never a bag of money. <laughs> you're way more likely to find. Yeah, you're way more likely to find a severed human head on the side of the road while jogging, yep. and finding a cool bag of money. Yep. But yeah, they're like, maybe it's money. And then they're like, oh, it kind of smells bad. <laughs> and then you can see like their innocence slowly lose, like eke out of them <laughs> as they realize what's in the bag. But again, this is why they should have stayed the fuck home. Because if they had stayed home, they would not have been out wandering. Yeah. And they would not have discovered, you know, bags full of people but yeah I absolutely I totally agree with you but I'm also a little bit glad that somebody did find the bag oh yeah this is totally true like you know the the people deserve to be found and to have justice and all that kind of stuff so I I am I am glad for that but yeah stay the fuck calm (laughs) don't go opening bags that aren't yours Right. Is another good lesson. <laughs> True story. And those are the Randonautica kids, right? Yeah. 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 So, yes. And you did the Randonaut thing. I did do the Randonaut thing because so, I was intrigued by the story. Yes. So can you tell people what Randonaut is if people don't know? Sure. So um, it's an app called uh, Randonaut. I think it's Randonaut. Randonautica. It's called Randonautica. And uh, you yourself are the Randonaut. You're a Randonaut. I'm a Randonaut. Uh, And what you do is, I'm going to open the app just so it helps me explain it. It's got a cute little picture of an owl with its head sideways. He's all Mm -hmm. like, up. Um, So it doesn't, uh, they, they tell you, you know, like, do it during the daytime. Be respectful of property owners, obey all quarantine, curfew, and social distancing laws, um, take a friend with you, which is good. You know, glad those teenagers weren't alone. Right. When I did it, I took my mom. And so um, they want you to choose a point, like a, a, a location. It, <laughs> okay. So... Uh, I'm trying to figure out how they explain it. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there's three different things you can search for. Okay. There's uh, there's oh god, where did it go? Uh, I'm sorry, everybody. Um, you can have an anomaly an attractor, and a void. And it really just does not explain what those are. Uh, It says that it's going to look for points, but it doesn't tell you what a point is. And it Mm -hmm. says that uh, uh, an attractor has the most points, a void has the least points, and an anomaly is the strongest between an attractor and a void. Hmm. But it what any of that means, right? You have no idea what any of that means. And so you just, you, you tell it, you tell it to look at the location that you're currently at. So I was like, Hey, I'm at home. Right. Okay. 
and then you pick whether you want anomaly, attractor, or void, and then you pick the amount of points you want to search for, which again, doesn't tell you anything, and then it generates coordinates for you, and it All hooks right. you up to a mapping uh, thing like uh, maps or Google Earth or whatever, and then you go to places nearby that are randomly generated coordinates. Uh, and the whole point is when it's starting to generate your coordinates, you're supposed to think about something like have an intent in your brain. And so when my mom and I did it, we thought of something beautiful. We just wanted to see something beautiful because we figured if we thought something beautiful, then it wasn't going to take us to some scary, dark alley with, you know, murderers. Uh, or a suitcase on a beach. A suitcase on a beach. So we thought something beautiful. Mm -hmm. And the very first place it took us to was a alley behind a bunch of condominiums where everybody's parking garages are all lined up. That sounds beautiful. It was gorgeous. <laughs> it was all completely black and white, uh, paved, really just nothing. Uh, the second place we went to, uh, I believe it was on somebody's gated property. So we didn't actually go in. We didn't finish it. And the third place it took us to was, I don't remember where, but it also was not beautiful. It was definitely not gorgeous. Oh, oh, it was a whole street filled with McMansions, which I would argue is the opposite of beauty. <laughs> Just a whole bunch of really ugly McMansion homes. Um, so that's that we, we tried it again and it wasn't working like the server was down or something. Uh, so we didn't, we, we didn't see anything beautiful. Didn't work out for us. Hmm. That's depressing. I know it's not, it's not a great story, but it is our only rando nodding story. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, so here's my question though. Yes. Do you think, based on the fact that now bodies have been found by um, random knots, uh -huh. that this is all secretly the creation of some really techie serial killer who's using it as a way to get his kills discovered? So mm -hmm. he's sending people out on these, like, coordinates hoping that people stumble across the bodies that he has left for people to discover. And that's why they're all like super random. I kind of hope so. <laughs> like, I hadn't thought of that before, uh, but I kind of hope so. It's that's what gets discussed in my house around the dinner table. <laughs> well, we, we discussed something sort of similar, but it, it's more of the like, is it breaking the matrix? Because the, the point of it, I can't open. <laughs> uh, I can't get it open. Um, that's what she said. What are you trying to open? No polish. Oh, okay. What are you making? Aside divert. Oh, sweet. Okay. I don't know if you can see it. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a minute. Thanks for looking Okay. <laughs> Sorry. That's just the nail I decided to do first. Appreciate it. Fuck you too. Uh, it's a, it's, I was going to say it's a love fuck. That's not, <laughs> that's not the same thing. Um, so 
the, the, the sort of online theory is that the reason why it works is because you're breaking the matrix by, um, going to places that you would not normally go. So, uh, the pathways, you know, the, that the computer has formed, it's got these nice pathways that you go always constantly. So it doesn't have any trouble generating the realities in those areas. But then if you decide to, on a whim, randomly go to an area you've never been to before that's got random number generation going on, mm-hmm. the computer program, the computer simulation we all live in is like, oh shit, I don't know what to, I don't, uh, I don't know what to do. And so it just creates something that doesn't, isn't normal and doesn't make sense. Okay. So that's, that's the like sort of internet theory around Randonautica. All right. I mean, unless like you normally go to weird back alleys and hang out on paved streets. They just don't know that. I mean, it did take me to three different places I have never been to before. Well, there you go. That's exciting. I know more about my uh, hometown. Hometown? Yes, hometown. I live here, hometown, than I, I knew about anything else, so, or than I did before. That's really exciting. <sighs> so those are my stories. Nice. I've been waiting to share them with you. I know we talked about the one, the suitcase one, but I've been saving that fucking head on the side of the road <laughs> and trying to resist texting it to you so we can <laughs> talk about it right now because I was super excited about it. Um, and then also just to let you know, I was really excited that when I um, had to go to the dance studio to pick up the tiny humans um, recital t-shirt for the recital that's never going to happen oh. a lot, COVID-19, um, I was talking to the receptionist about, and she was like, yeah, I was watching the Jeffrey Epstein documentary. Yeah. Like, and I was like, yeah, no, I went down the Wayfair rabbit hole. And she was like, oh, my God, I did, too. And then I didn't sleep. Oh, <laughs> uh, So we were totally talking about that while I was waiting for her to, like, find the shirt and give it to me. And that, like, made my day that there was somebody else that was like. You're like, somebody else much, knows. Somebody else spent way too much time in the middle of the night going down that Twitter rabbit hole with me. And that made me real happy. <laughs> Because, <laughs> yeah, Why not I shouldn't have clicked on that hashtag. No, there's a lot. I'm not, I'm not sad I did. <laughs> uh, it got real dark, though. Yeah. Conspiracies usually do. They usually hit a moment where you're like, oh, this is, this is sad and real now. <laughs> you know? Um. Yeah, I guess. I mean, not all of them. They're no. still real, you know, real shady. But yeah, the ones that have like that, this could be totally a true thing. Those are the ones where you're like, oh, fuck, like this could be real dark. And I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. And that's the good thing about that one where you're like, if this is real, like this is like real fucked up. Super fucked up. Mm-hmm. Oh, I watched a really cool documentary that you should take a, a gander at. 
It's on Netflix. It's called Wild Wild Country. Have it's you heard not of Tiger it? King because that's all I'm about. It's not, it's not Tiger King. No, it's called Wild Wild Country. And okay. it's about the uh, Rajneeshi cult. Ooh. Uh, who were like, it's actually a fantastic, like the story is incredible. I fucked it up. Um, <laughs> okay. Sorry, everybody. Um, it's about the Rajneeshi Purim in Oregon. Mm-hmm. Antelope, Oregon. I was trying to remember the, the city. It's Antelope, Oregon. So basically, there was this uh, Indian... Uh, teacher, kind of. Okay. Who uh, started a cult, <laughs> like you do. Like you do. You do. Uh, uh, I got it's cool. And then um, the 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 people of India were like, "Yeah, we don't want your cult here. You need to leave." So he left <laughs> in the middle of the night. And didn't tell any of his followers. And he fucked off to to Oregon and set up like a full-blown cult in Oregon, but not like a tiny cult, more on like a Jonestown giant cult. Only right. there were actually more people than Jonestown because there were only about a thousand people in Jonestown. Well, whereas sure this cult, there were like 10,000 people. <laughs> And then they started to, like, systematically take over Oregon. <laughs> and it has everything. It's got cults. Uh, it, 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 it's a cult, first of all. And then they become uh, – they're, they're crazy sex people, which is super fun. Um, then they become gun nuts, which is fun. There's a little doomsday added in. There's, uh, there's political intrigue. There's possible assassinations. There's an exorbitant amount of money. It's fantastic. Like, it Sweet. checks all the boxes. All the boxes. And it's called oh, yeah. what again? Wild, wild country. Uh, okay. And they talk to people who are still, like, really excited about the cult. Like, they still believe in the cult. Sweet. Uh, yeah, it's, it's good times. I greatly enjoyed it. And uh, you should check it out because I think you'd dig it, too. Well, I know what I'm doing tonight. That's cool. <laughs> it's, it's long, too. It's about seven hours, I think-ish. Somewhere okay. around there. Mm-hmm. Nice. I like it. I dig it the most. The most. Right. I'll check it out. I'll report back next time we talk. Cool. Cool. Sounds All good. All right. Are you ready for a story? I am. You got we a story? I haven't had a story in a while. I know. I'm excited. All right, so I'm going to give you choices. You get three choices. Okay. Take one. All right, you get the very mysterious iPhone. Oh. Michael gets a giraffe. (laughs) The underwear incident. (laughs) And blanks day off. Okay. For Michael gets a giraffe, is it Michael Scott? I'm not saying. Okay, I'm going to really hope that it's Michael Scott because I want to see, I want to hear all about Michael Scott getting a giraffe. So is that your choice? That's my choice. 
I'm really sad you didn't choose a very mysterious iPhone, but that's cool. We'll save it for later. No, 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 no. Then let's oh no, see. no, no, no. We'll save a very mysterious iPhone for another time. For like twenty minutes from now. All right, ready? Yeah. So this is Michael Gets a Giraffe by Gloria Bird. Okay. From of course fanfiction.net. At the sound of a soft hoof step coming closer, Jim and Pan turned around in their swivel chairs, as did everyone in the office. Dwight came through the doorway first, then a long leash, then a long spotted head and neck, <laughs> followed by the rest of a horse-like body. Aaron's mouth dropped open. Jim raised an eyebrow and stared, then looked into the camera with that questioning look of his. Pam's mouth hung slightly ajar. Stanley rolled his eyes and went back to his crossword puzzle. <laughs> no way, Kevin and Andy exclaimed. Those in the annex stepped out into the main office. Angela rolled her eyes and stomped back to the annex. Of course, Dwight, of course she did. Dwight grinned slyly, put his hands on his hips, and relished everyone's expressions of disbelief. It was then that the world's best boss stepped out of his office, his namesake mug in hand. Thank you, Dwight, he said, simply grinning. He looked at the office and then took the leash from Dwight, bringing the animal into his office. Sure. As you do. Yeah. Pam began to question, what in the cute title sequence? <laughs> and now we're back. Michael was sitting in his office chair, smiling, staring into the camera. Only the animal's torso was visible in the frame. Why did Dwight bring a baby giraffe to the office, you might say? A baby, okay. Well, yeah, otherwise it's just not going to fit. I was wondering how we got it in. Right? Uh, talent. Mike steepled his fingers mysteriously. He waited for a few seconds to increase dramatic effect. Well, I bought a baby giraffe from a website. I think it was called, or something like that. I wanted a pet since I don't have one. And I thought, I don't want a dog because of all the slobber. I have to walk it. Blech. There's an old woman on my street who walks her dog every morning. And she always has her dog poop on my front porch. So I thought dog poop is too easy to pick up. I mean, I have to do it every morning. What if I got something that would have big poops so I could have payback? And then I thought, what animal is big? Um, at first I thought whale, cause you know, it's the biggest animal on earth, but whales are fish. And when I was five years old, I accidentally killed all my goldfish. So that wouldn't end well. Then I thought about an elephant, but their trucks look too much, their trunks look too much like snakes and snakes are hideous. So that's not going to happen. And then I thought, what if I get a giraffe? Yeah. I remember this website Creed told me about last week that has everything. So I went on there and I bought this baby giraffe. He pursed his lips. It sent me back $10,000, but it was definitely worth it. Next week, the Saber offices are having a competition for the best office pet, and we are definitely going to win. Michael nodded, smiling. We're going to win. <laughs> Cut to later in Michael's office. No, no, no. Stop eating that. Stop it. Michael leapt out of his chair to stop the giraffe from eating his papers. Wrestling with the giraffe, consuming the papers, he said, those are the property of Dunder Mifflin Saber. Stop it. It took the papers for an outstanding feat of strength. That strength comparative to a mouse wrestling a cat. Michael beating the mouse. Or sorry, Michael being the mouse. <laughs> Michael paused before saying in his typical impression voice, my name is Ningo Montoya. You ate my paper. Prepare to die. The draft <laughs> turned to him, paper scraps falling from its mouth. One could get lost in those deep brown eyes. Michael's brow furrowed and his lips pouted as he basked in the adorableness of this little guy or girl. He moved to pet the giraffe. It tossed his head, smacking him in the face with its baby horn. Ow. 
That's <laughs> it. You're going to pay for that. He looked around his office for something but couldn't seem to find whatever it was he was looking for. Michael, the phone on his desk said suddenly. It was Aaron. He looked like he needs some help. No. Michael grabbed the new papers from the giraffe's <laughs> mouth and struggled a few more seconds before the baby giraffe snatched the papers and from his hands and finished chewing them up. Yes, okay, I need help. Send in Dwight. Dwight? What about Andy? He's really strong. She glanced longingly at Andy, who was playing with his pink tie as if it was flying through the air. Sure, fine, whatever. Get this giraffe out of my office. Oh, and put up a board or something. Never mind, I'm gonna call a meeting. Michael walked out, leaving the door open. Aaron called to Andy for him to bring the baby giraffe into the main office. He went to do the impossible while Michael proclaimed, meeting in the conference room, now. <laughs> we have to, Stanley groaned. Yes, everyone has to come or else you're fired. He shrugged his shoulders at the camera. Stanley groaned again as everyone left their desks for the conference room. Meanwhile, Ryan sat cluelessly to the, even the presence of the giraffe as he sat in his closet working on a new startup <laughs> company. This one called Meow to work exactly like his previous idea. He was also listening to pop songs on his iPad while trying to ignore Kelly's meows, where she asked which color of lipstick she should wear for their date that night. And this is Meow with two O's. Meow. In the conference room with everyone present, except for Annie and Ryan, Michael said, you have all surely seen the giraffe by now. He waited for their nods of confirmation, but everyone sat there just looking kind of bored. Stanley sat in the back corner working on his crossword. It's our new office pet, and we need a name for it. Pam raised her hand. Yes, Pam? Michael asked. Is it a boy or a girl? Uh, I don't know. Michael stepped out of the door and opened it. He called to Andy, who was still struggling with getting the giraffe under the door frame and away from papers. <laughs> Andy, is the giraffe a boy or a girl? I'm not going to check it to make sure. He called back, his voice strained. Do it. Andy groaned. Fine. The sound of trickling broke the silence. It's a boy. His voice was more strained. <laughs> it's a boy, Michael announced, closing the door behind him. Any names yet? You just told us one second ago, Michael, Pam said. Give us a few minutes. Ugh, you guys, isn't that hard? It's just letters you put into weird combinations. I mean, Pam, P-A-M. If you spell it backwards, it spells map. Map. It spells map. Who thinks something that dumb? The camera cuts to Pam, with, who has an affronted look. How about Pam, Kevin blurted. <laughs> Michael put his hands over his face. We just went over this. Pam started to say, I think he meant, it's a boy, Phyllis reminded them. Oh, yeah, Pam and Kevin muttered. Kevin? Kevin suggested. No, Michael shouted. No one in the office, unless we name him Mike or Michael. No one cared to comment on that. Mo uh, Moe's, Dwight declared. Everyone <laughs> stared at him reprovingly. He's an animal, he shrugged, it fits. Barack, Kelly suggested. No one replied. Obama? She paused a few seconds. Bradley Cooper? <laughs> no, 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 Michael said, shaking his head dismissively. This all, these all suck. You all suck at this. He chuckled. He then spoke into the next accent. Y'all suck. Then Andy walked in with the front of his sky blue sweater paired with a pink tie, tan sports coat, and dress slacks, all wet with something down the front. He sat no. down without words, slumped with his arms crossed. His eyes were locked on the floor. Andy, Michael inquired, what happened? Your giraffe, he mumbled. The last part was indecipherable. What, Michael asked? Your giraffe peed on me. I still can't <laughs> understand you. Your giraffe peed on me, okay? Andy shouted. He glanced around, <laughs> then his gaze returned to the floor. 
There was silence for about 10 seconds. What do you want me to do about it, Michael asked. Michael, everyone shouted. What? Michael asked, throwing his hands in the air. He sighed. You know what? You can all leave. He uncapped a marker and began writing on the whiteboard. He wrote names with an underline beneath it. He pressed hard enough to destroy the marker. He pursed his lips and threw the marker at the trash can as though it were a basketball. It landed <laughs> two feet from the trash can, spilling blue marker blood on the carpet in a fast-growing puddle. Daryl <laughs> shook his head. Everyone's head turned to the window, through which they saw the giraffe eating a sheaf of papers. Michael ran out to try to stop it. He was predictably unable to stop this force of nature. Cutscene to the board later that day. Jim wrote Dwy, Y, Y, Dwy, and Mosey at the very bottom of the name's whiteboard. He grinned at the camera, then walked away. Angela came up and wrote Fluffy. Kelly wrote her had written her suggestions already. They were the same name she said in the meetings. Some other suggestions already written were Spot, Dot, Polka Dot, Sprinkles, Giraffe, Baby, Frodo, Samwise, Gollum, Smog, Luke, and Spock. You can guess who wrote those last few. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Outside the conference room, Andy was walking towards Aaron's desk when his foot landed on something squishy and smelly and warm and brown. Mm -hmm. Andy pursed his lips, looked around, and exclaimed, Come on! He sighed and removed his shoe. He ran in one sock to the bathroom, holding one brown smeared dress shoe, while his co-workers watched him with both puzzled and disgusted expressions. Dwight looked into the camera, snapped the leash between his hands, and said, and that's the end of the Michael Gets a Giraffe episode. Cue last pre-credit scene. <laughs> Dwight stares at the right board. Spot was the winning name. He rolled his eyes and scrolled down the list. His face became an expression of pure hatred at variations of his name. Who did this, he shouted. Who wrote my name? He grabbed the board, ran out into the office, and demanded, who wrote my name? Everyone ignored him. Jim smiled at the camera, the last scene of the episode. Yay. And that's what happened when Michael got a giraffe. I liked it. Me too. I like Michael getting a giraffe. That's fun. I do. I also like the fact that Sprinkles is one of the name choices. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sprinkles. Sprinkles too. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> Hopefully a little more robust than Sprinkles 1. Well, Sprinkles 1 was robust till Dwight put her in the freezer with the peas. No, she was on like 12 different medications. But she wasn't dead yet. She might have been getting better. Uh, you don't know? I don't think so. Uh, it could have happened. <laughs> You're on Team Sprinkles? No, I'm just on Team Don't Put Your Cat in the Freezer. Fair enough, yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not a good idea. Nah, it'll, evil. <laughs> plus, it'll claw your peas and you have to buy new peas. That's terrible. <laughs> Yay. That was fun. Was. Where are we at in our time? Fuck if I know, man. Well, I don't pay attention to these It's things. your meeting. Yeah, yeah. I think we have time <laughs> for one more. One more. If you, you want, want it. it. Yeah, tell me you about want your the very mysterious iPhone. Yes, I want to hear the very mysterious iPhone. All right. So this is the very mysterious iPhone by the hash slinging slasher. Nice. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. Disclaimer. I do not own the I, I do now own the office is what it says. I think it means I do not own the office. Probably. I'm going to go with that. I wish I owned the office. 
Dwight, his gaze never veering from his computer screen, reached down and threw open his desk drawer. He pulled out the water bottle he kept there, brought it to his lips. Strangely, he was not met with the cold rush of stream of water he obtained from behind his farm. Dwight rose from his chair. Excuse me, whoever stole my water needs to return it immediately. Dwight, why would anyone take your water? Asked Pam. They were thirsty. They were preparing a dish. Hate. There are many reasons people steal things, Pam. Hate. There's always the water cooler, said Jim, who, as a matter of fact, had drunk Dwight's water because he was thirsty and wanted to mess with him. Dwight, in a mere, rare moment of rationalism, remembered he had more stream water back in the stream. Very well, I will use the water cooler. Dwight walked briskly to the cooler, then thought about how he had gotten there. Jim had suggested it to him. It would have been all too easy to steal Dwight's water, then lay a trap at the cooler, knowing that that would be the secondary option. Dwight <laughs> drew his knife from its ankle sheath and proceeded to search the cooler. Behind the large bottle, Dwight found an iPhone. Mm. Dwight slammed the phone on Jim's desk. Missing something, Halpert? How predictable. What? Don't play dumb with me. I know about your little plan. Dwight, have you ever seen me use an iPhone before? You wouldn't show it to me if it was part of your plot, answered Dwight, determined to hang on to his accusation. Jim reached into his pocket and pulled out his phone, then set it on his desk. Then he reached into his other pocket and pulled out his iPod. He then set about attempting to combine the two devices. <laughs> <laughs> Dwight sighed. Okay, whose iPhone is this then? Kevin raised his hand. I'll take it. This isn't an auction, Kevin. Come here, calm people, fess up. The office looked around each other. No one here is cool enough to own an iPhone, said Kelly. Maybe if you turn it on, there'll be some kind of clue as to whose it is, said Pam. Michael stepped out of the office. What's everybody doing? Dwight stared at the phone intently. We're finding the owner of this iPhone. Michael walked over to Dwight. Oh, cool. Doesn't Ryan have one of these? Ryan stepped forward. Actually, I have an iPad. And a lot of people think that there, it's basically just a big iPod touch, but there's Dwight turn on the phone. Quiet down, temp. We're dealing with technology here. <laughs> the office proceeded, proceeded to crowd around the mysterious iPhone. Let's look at the pictures. Sorry. Let's look at the pictures, said Kevin. That was Kevin, not Kelly, my bad. That Kelly. Yeah, sorry about that. Dwight tapped the pictures icon. There's only one picture, and it was of a man dying in the snow. Oh, Blood Jesus. flowed from his chest, coloring the bright white snow. Oh, my. What the heck? Michael stepped back and pointed at the phone. This is the phone of a murderer. Or it could just be a really angsty teenager. Maybe someone with deep-seated psycho psychological problems, like William Styron, said Brian. Or Vincent Van Gogh, added Creed. Who's that? asked Kelly. Your mom. Come here, you guys. Come on, you guys. There's a murderer on loose, and that's all you can think about, said Michael who by this point made his usual leap to a preemptive conclusion. <laughs> Jim quickly stepped in and, like a conversation surgeon, injected some logic into the conversation. Michael, just because there's a picture of a dead person on the phone doesn't mean the odor of the phone is a murderer. Toby, seeing a shift in sanity level of the conversation, tried to put in his own comment, yeah, I mean, there are... Kevin pointed at Toby's hands. Toby, why is there blood on your hand just like in the picture? Toby's a murderer. <laughs> Obviously, he's a grand strangler. Dwight <laughs> unsheathed his knife. Kevin, this is just sauce. Kevin lowered his arm. Oh. <laughs> I wouldn't believe him. Yeah, no, they, he gave up that fight real quick. Mm -hmm. Did they have any cool apps? Asked Kelly. Dwight faked his finger across the screen. No, but they do have the complete works of Edgar Allan Poe. Edgar Allan Poe, isn't he a murderer or something? A terrorist? 
said, asked Michael. Ryan fulfilled his duty as an intellectual and answered, actually, Edgar Allan Poe was a poet who suffered from severe depression. Yeah, like anybody can know that, scoffed Michael. Ryan gave the camera an interesting look. Why don't you look at the notes? There could be something there, said Oscar. Dwight tapped on the notes icon. That's strange. Michael, left, um, le Michael leaned over Dwight's shoulder, attempting to see the screen. What? What is it? It's a list of everybody in this office. Dun, dun, dun. Jim attempted to stop the inevitable hysteria before it could turn to chaos. Okay, so what that means is somebody in here, right? So whoever's phone it is just, we're being stalked. This is because of your web, stupid website. Your stupid website, Ryan. Kelly slapped Ryan across the face. It could also be the oh. FBI. No one knows what they've been up to, Creed pointed out. Dwight raised the hand for silence. Also, there's a yes or no besides each person's name. What do I have? Asked Michael. Dwight scrolled down. Actually, Michael, you're the only one with a maybe. We need to call the cops right now. The office burst into various questions and theories, but stopped when the phone rang. It was an old-fashioned ring, like a frantic child ringing a bell. The office was silent. Dwight, don't answer it, said Pam. Pam set the phone on Jim's desk and put the volume on maximum so it could be heard by the surrounding members of the office. Dwight answered the phone. The man's voice sounded strangely rich, like a 1920s radio broadcaster. Four, nine, 23, no. 17, 35, no. 47, no. 6, 7. Dwight leaned over the phone. This is Dwight K. Schrute. I found this phone. 64, 26, 30, 11. I demand to know who the owner of this phone is. 1942. That's all for today. Further updates. What updates? This is Dwight K. of the... I demand to know until 2020, until 2012, the man stopped talking. Dwight stepped back from the phone. 2012, that's when the world ends, said Kevin. Jim picked up the phone from his desk. I think we should just put this in lost and found and forget about it. Uh, Jim, there is no lost and found, said Aaron. Make one then, because uh, this is a really scary phone. In 10 minutes, Aaron had created a lost and found, set it in the lobby, no, and placed the no. phone in it. No. White attempted to call the terrifying number, Lister several times, but to no avail. Creed later. Yes, that was my phone. Oh. <laughs> you make cat's butthole. <laughs> oh, sweet. Thanks. Uh, my cat jumped up in the middle of the story. Well, at the very end of the story. He was like, please love me. Raff, it's really hard to paint my nails when your fur is literally everywhere. He doesn't care. Nice. That was a good story. I like, I, of course it's Creed's phone. Of course it is. How do you think Creed got the money for the phone? Um, probably sold all that. Uh, well, no, he cashed in all those chips he got from Casino Night. Yeah, he did mm -hmm. that. Yeah. And, and when they thought that the branch was closing, he, he sold, sold all those all printers. Computers. Yeah. And don't forget, he's had a raging um, fake ID business going for like a long time. It's true. Everybody knows him. Come on, okay. get down. So get I think he's got some money stashed away. Down. Yep, I think so too. I love yeah. Creed. He's one of the best the characters. <laughs> yeah, so that's all I've got for today. Cool. Yeah. This is a, a good little first episode. Get our Get our feet wet. Dabble in the uh podcasting yet again all right we'll be back again next time yeah so wear your mask and don't do shit 
That's right. Do shit inside your inside, own inside. house. Yep. <laughs> and uh, stay fresh, cheese bags. Yeah. Bye. I'm waving like they can see me. Bye. I can see you. Bye. But we're going to keep talking after you cut recording. <laughs> <laughs>